Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast for adults. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. This is our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Today, we present episode 391 Lord Jericho and Upon a Camelot. Pedophilia, a personal story. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your host, Woody. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. Joining us again from Virginia is Paddle Priest Lord Jericho and Epona Camelot. Hey, guys, welcome back to the hey, show. Thank you for inviting us again. Hi there. Hi. Last time we had you on, we had covered. Uh, bestiality and zoophilia, and it was a pretty heavy subject. Tonight we have kind of a part two of this, which is still more heavy subjects, and tonight we're getting into pedophilia. Take it away. Unfortunately, it's quite a deep subject, and I'm going to try to keep some of it short. I'm going to basically say that there's too much information really to cover in this this section. It would take us hours, but I believe that Anybody who's listening, whether they are supporting the idea of being against pedophilia, being involved with kink and BDSM, or whether they're on the fence or skeptical, that if they're given the proper resources, that they can do their own research and look into it and come to their own understanding and decisions. So I think we're going to at least start by just doing a couple of bullet points and letting them take the reins for themselves. So. We obviously have the things with Epstein that started off in the, in the, in the regular vanilla world. And that went to the, the Florida um, Congressman Gates, who is now under investigation for uh, sex trafficking and, and sex with minors. And now it's sneaking into the kink world because now we are well aware that there are different government agencies on FetLife looking for people of this nature whether they're being assisted by FetLife or they're not. We have learned the proof of this by after we learned that Patrick Baer was arrested by the FBI and he's now convicted for, I believe, 96 months. Um, this man was a law enforcement police officer in Missouri, someone that you're supposed to trust. And they got caught in the sting on the website. And he is now going to be in prison for a very, very long time joining some other ones that have been caught and are going to prison. (laughs) So uh, we have that. Um, I think that to give more cases might risk uh, not only legal problems, but triggering audience members who are listening who might not be uh, capable at this time and juncture to uh, be delving into this subject matter. So I think I will transition into letting people know that there are ways to deal with this. Um, and there are big threats to the website itself if we want it to survive. There's the misconception that everything on uh, FetLife is Canadian-based. It's not true. Their servers are in America. They're under Festi. They're done by GoDaddy. If the U.S. government wants to seize the website, 
with help with or without help from any other governments they can and we know people are looking into this so we have to after years people have written written by it about it since 2012 at least we have to finally work together regardless of political affiliation some uh, ro- dynamic role any disagreements we have we have to come together for one moment in time and say that if we believe in consent and we believe that's in the day that we might be able to not be embarrassed and hiding in the shadows to be able to practice something that we are doing between two consenting adults then we have to stand against the two things that violate that very basic principle children cannot do it animals cannot do it so we will be uh, linking on the kinky cast page um, some links where um, if you need some extra help or need uh, an alternative venue to report issues you can um, again before I get into some of the other details of what got me into it I want to make it really a really strong uh, point I do not want the website to die it is currently essentially the face of kink as it is I just don't want it to be involved with pedos and if you have the ability still try to work with the caretakers give them even though time and time again they have failed to uh, apply their tou and deal with problems in a timely manner and even though they disrespect people who report still try and then if that doesn't work do what you need to do lord jericho what got you started in thinking about pedophilia as passionately as you do the best way to answer that would is to be completely uh, clear and honest as I try to be in my everyday dealings. And that leads me into both a personal story and then it transitions into a situation that I had to deal with locally. To give a little background as to why it matters to me, I've erased a bunch of uh, writings because I'm moving on to medium to do writing now, but people can still find some writings about things that led up to me living with CPTSD, which is categorized as complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And to make it simple, it's basically a bunch of different experiences that stack upon each other. And it's like trying to take apart a cake after it's been baked and then dropped off a 10-story building. You're trying to piece it together and, you know, solve your problems and it's damn near impossible. So I've written trying to basically be honest because I don't believe in doing that. You know, I'm a domni dom with, with no flaws and I'm a perfect person and I'm not, you know, some asshole who says, I don't give a shit if you, um, if you think I'm a bad guy, as long as you're talking about me. No, I just want to be real and I want to live my life and I want to try to do good things in small ways when I can and I'm, I'm capable of doing it. So I'm open and I use writing as a way to process thoughts that I can't always say out loud. And I thought that it was valuable 
because I figured that since the kink community is a microcosm of the world at large, that the damn has to be other people on the website who can identify living with a mental illness like PTSD and OCD and how it can really fuck up your day and put you on edge constantly. And I talked about mostly about being essentially homeless. And like I said, it wasn't full-time homelessness. Um, me and my grandma were so poor and destitute that I decided to spend a lot of time for extended periods of time outdoors so that I could try to earn money and gain resources. So I was out of the house for days at a time. So essentially I was part-time homeless. As a child. As a child. Um, starting when I was right about five, <laughs> I started making deliveries for one of the, when I started making deliveries for one of the neighbors, um, never knew what was in the package, but we're, we're not going to get into that. One of the things I've never really written about was that, and, and anybody who lives with PTSD, whether it's caused by the military, thank you for your, um, service, by the way. Um, and I always get asked if I am and I'm not. One of the things I never talked about was uh, things with PTSD, you, you, your brain tends to uh, force you to forget stuff that it thinks might destroy you. So sometimes you don't always remember all the stuff that happened that fucked you up. And then occasionally you might remember stuff or pieces of stuff. And it comes at the most inopportune times. So recently, after I recovered from COVID-19, after six, week in, six weeks in the basement, I was a mean, ornery, grumpy motherfucker. You oh. didn't want to be near me. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? I was in the worst of moods. Uh, I was in the maybe worst. Maybe a little bit. Let's put it this way. There have been people since I re-entered the community that I have stopped myself from physical violence with when they were being assholes. And if they were near me at this point, they, they, uh, I would be in prison. So I was mentally unhinged, to say the least. And something happened. Um... And I started getting flashbacks of being tied to chairs and radiators. And I also started having flashbacks of relatives experimenting with me sexually. It really fucked me up. And I ended up putting myself into the hospital for a little over a week. So I went from spending about six weeks in the basement feet away from her so that I didn't get anybody in the house sick to spending almost two weeks at a hospital. And overall, it was a good thing for me. And I think that explains why I'm so passionate about the idea of, I don't like the idea of adults who try to justify having sex with children to the point where if someone in the community came up and admitted it, I think someone would have to hold me back at this point because I'm not mentally strong enough to deal with someone like that, which 
I'll take steps just, you know, because I'm smart and I don't want to do something like that. But it's a very passionate topic for me. So I came back into the community around, what, five or six years ago? Yeah, started up in New England, decided I need to get away from there to get to deal with my PTSD health. I actually kidnapped him to Virginia. I was planning on going in a different direction, but I came down here. And shortly after, um, I decided to go to every possible event I could. Try to get a lay of the land, the people, because I knew that there would be some events I like, some I don't, some people I like, some I don't. And the best way to do that, even though I was still trying to calm myself down and not be constantly on edge was to get myself out there into my new environment and learn about it as fast as possible. And I'm attending an event south of me one day and I hear the attendees talking about how the organizer had let this child pornographer attend uh, the events knowingly for months. Apparently the organizer knew that this guy was under investigation by the FBI for child pornography. Um, I don't remember at the top of my head whether he was creating it or trading it, um, but apparently he had possession of a whole shitload of it. And the FBI was following him around all the time to try to find out not only what the truth of what he did, but who he might be associating with because, you know, get as many fish in the barrel as possible, right? So there's almost a guarantee that at one point, all the members of the months that he was attending were being observed, which means that this organizer knowingly let this guy come knowingly let him come to where he's could possibly being watched and we could already all theorize and guess of the possibilities that could arise from that for all the other attendees that were there for months and i learned that at one point another community member decided to temporarily step up and try to do something about it. And the organizer got pissed off. And to paraphrase, essentially told the person, you need to shut the fuck up and go away because if you don't, you're going to scare away the pussy. So this person decided, okay, you know what? They're probably going off. They're going to prison. I'm not going to get any anywhere with this and kind of called it a day and gave up on it. And I figured knowing what I know about human psychology, because, you know, all of my therapy <laughs> and, you know, I figured that this person was probably going to be back and that there was probably more to the story. So back in 2016 or 17, I just figured I was just going to, you know, start learning what I could about it. And because of all the clucking hens and the, and the social climbers and everything like that, you know, you just keep your ear open and you learn stuff and then you do the vetting and you verify information. And then we use a few of our, our 
contacts and resources to find out things that we couldn't from there. And I learned who it was and I realized that he had eventually left to deal with his legal problems and stuff like that. Well, he got put in prison. Well, this was before that. Then the guy is set to go to prison and I had kind of gotten a whiff of that. And suddenly I see a writing on FET where this organizer was trying to play hero talking about how the event had been threatened, whether it was, I have no idea. And that he protected everybody in the situation is dealt with and blah, 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 narcissistic bullshit. So I wanted to know, I kind of had an inkling because of like the information. I was like, wait, could it be the same person? And so I reached out to them just as another organizer. I was like, hey, I saw your post. Is everything okay? Can you please give me some information so I can keep my people safe as well? And they basically stonewalled me and said, situation is underhand. There's no information you need. Blah, 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 blah. I've dealt with it. And I was like, well, that's not exactly fair, but fine, whatever, dude. So I went and I confirmed the, 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 the information. I found it, it was the local child pornographer that had been around for years and stuff like that. And it pissed me off. So I started doing some, I did an original writing that basically said, we know about you, et cetera, et cetera. Guy got out of prison and sure enough, immediately tried to come back into the community, immediately came back on the FET. And I was like, I knew it. And <laughs> I started doing the writings because I was like, I don't want that motherfucker associated with what I do. A guy who fucks kids or at least thinks about fucking kids. No, that's not okay. And I was willing to risk my reputation and take the sacrifice by making a stand against it. And if it wasn't for the support of everybody who read my writings, um, I probably would have done nothing about it. I would have accomplished zip. The, what, the first one was absurdly phenomenal. It was mind blowing how much response I got. The second positive one, response. the positive response, yeah. um, almost universal positive. The second one, um, was an update and then the third one was at this point the resolution um according to uh the site at least his main account was going to be um erased um he had another account um despite the fact that the caretakers acknowledged it was his originally they dragged their feet for months and months and months to ever get rid of it. The resolution of the, the third one um, was that not only did I get this person banned, which let's be honest, it's a small victory because everybody knows they can just create another account. But at least if they find out it's him, theoretically, they should stand up to that ban and just ban the new account. Well, they do track our IP addresses that we use. Oh, yeah, we know that. <laughs> and they also, like, 
keep track of your PM. So be careful of what you provide in, um, as far as information and those two. Um, but I originally had it out with Baku publicly because I too spent, well, overall throughout the process, months trying to go back and forth with the caretakers. Some would acknowledge that this person was bad and that they were trying to deal with it. Other, other ones pushed me off. And then eventually when I did the writings, I was just getting silence again. And they weren't doing anything. The guy was back on. He was posting. He was trying to like, you know, just get back into the community, reestablish himself. So one day Baku was writing something and I was like, you know, essentially like, okay, you're sitting here like talking about how you're dealing with everything. Why aren't you dealing with this? And as per usual, he didn't want people seeing this. So he insisted that we go to PM. And I'm like, I'm not ashamed of everything I'm, I'm going to say. Let's just do it here. <laughs> but eventually he went to PM and he th essentially threatened our accounts. And I told him, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm trying to work with you. I'm trying to do this the right way. Like, this is a topic that we should all stand against logically and for business reasons for you. It should be a no-brainer to stand against people who want to fuck children. And then I keyed him in on a few things regarding our background. And I was like, you could kick us off and that would actually help. <laughs> and so far, that has allowed us the generosity from him to remain in the site, at least for now. Um, but you affected change with that. I affected a small change. I think what the real change that was affected was that other people saw it and they came together. Yeah. Because to me, I don't want to be a hero. Like, I just want to do my small part. It, when it comes down to it, when I die, or like if my name fades into nothingness and only a few people here and there were like yeah jericho he was a loud like high energy some you know he was kind of he kind of acted a little bit assholery like every once in a while but he was a good guy that you could count on when like shit hit the fan he he tried to do good a few people here and there in the corners i'm good i don't need to be fucking famous i don't need to be in head headlines i just I can't sit back. I want to fucking write creative writing. I, when I originally went, came back into the, to the community, I wanted to take that part-time pro thing that I did in that little tiny illegal dungeon. And I wanted to try to get back into it and do it full time. And I wanted to write creatively. And I wanted to focus on just fucking like telling humorous, sexy stories and shit like that. Right. But I can't, I can't just sit by if someone in my local community is getting like fucked up because some guy is being an asshole and trying to trick him and doing shit they shouldn't do. I can't just sit there and shove my head into a hole in the dirt and pretend it doesn't exist. It, it, it just, it, it makes me feel sick to think about doing that. And I, I had, I made a promise to my grandma. She, she taught me these principles and she stopped me from being one of the criminal or alcoholics or drug addicts that everybody else in my family ended up being. I have an uncle who ended up marrying my fucking aunt. My family is fucked. 
all except for me. And it's all because of my grandma. She guided me out of the darkness. And I made her a promise that if I ever get to the point where I can give back, I'm going to try. Or I believe there's a possibility that this child pornographer would try to come back. And just the possibility, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to spend all my time like fucking looking into this guy. But every once in a while, when I have a few minutes here and there, and I'm bored and I got nothing to do, I'll fucking check in on it. Because why not? It's important to me. It's a subject that I'm passionate about. No matter what you say to me, you're never going to get me to sit, to sit there and say, I think that people who want to fuck children and animals is okay and should be part, it should be considered a good quality stand up kinkster because it's not going to happen. So if I'm going to say that, I can talk until I'm blue in the face. Why should you believe me if I'm not standing up and doing something about it? If I'm not actually going to take the risk upon myself to look like a dumbass if I fail or an asshole if I go too hard and accidentally hurt someone. If I'm not willing to take the risk upon myself to stand up for something that I believe in, do I even really believe it in the first place? I don't, I don't think so. Your passion is well-placed here. And I, I want to uh, broaden the, the scope of this for a second. Uh, you're talking about a child pornographer. Let's talk about anybody that has a sexual offender conviction against them and they get mixed into the community. They're putting us all at risk because they could be being observed by parole officers or somebody trying to make a case against them. And we are all caught in the crossfire. You know, we may be doing nothing wrong, but we're guilty by association. You said that earlier. That is exactly right. But I will make one consolidation. There are people who get on the sex offender registry temporarily for things like urinating in public or Romeo and Juliet situations and stuff. And there are a lot of people, there are a lot of different levels to sex offender registries. As much as I hate loopholes, I have to be fair. I would support if someone was willing to step forth and say, yes, I'm on the sex offender registry, but I'm on for pissing behind a bush or I'm on because I was 19 and my girlfriend was like 16 and they show me this. I'd be okay with them coming to my event. And I also wish they would have degrees of sexual offender to where, yes, we can understand that, you know, you got caught because you're a teenager and you have to carry that with you. Uh, as opposed yeah. to a guy that goes out and beats up women for uh, a hobby. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think the only version that currently exists, at least in America, is that when you have these, um, I guess, for lack of a better term, lesser accounts and crimes, they, they, they put a time on it. So if you uh, have good behavior, you actually fall off the registry after a period of time. If you can actually get off the registry officially, if that you is can get part off. of the yeah. problem. Yeah, I mean, th- there are some places like I, go to court and appeal. Yeah, you have to go to. But I know that in certain situations in certain states, sometimes if you're willing to go through the work, you can get off after your period is over. Some of the more serious ones, you 
can't run it for life. And I know it, it uh, varies by state to state in the United States, but I, I'm not a lawyer. I, 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 uh, to be totally honest, like uh, whenever I need law advice, I just like ask her to like call up one of the people that she knows, <laughs> which she knows a whole fucking lot of people. I, I couldn't speak on that because I wouldn't want to speak out of turn and, and say something that would give people the wrong idea or, or uh, advice. I just have to speak as, as a regular pedestrian, as a, just a regular citizen that has an opinion that they're willing to stand by. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, some heavy subjects tonight. I think if we were to give a, a, a thesis topic or whatever you want to call it to this is that I think consent is a keyword. If you hope as a kingster to one day see the possibility that you and those that you know can live as yourselves without fear to an extent, like way better than we are now, where we, where we don't have to worry about losing our jobs, where we don't have to worry that or our families, or our families by, by just admitting, hey, we like it when someone spanks us or we like this or like, if you say that you stand by the principles like consent, then you should stand by the idea that if something like a child or something like an animal can't consent, then you can't support it. And if you then can't support it, then you need to stand up against it. And that might be hard. Not everyone's going to agree with you. But you have to think of the long goal. And the long goal is to find a day when generations of gay people committed suicide because they were, it was the better option than coming out to the, their loved ones. Generations of transgender people committed suicide because it was the better option than coming out to their loved ones. And being a kinkster isn't at that level but it follows the same rules. There have been people who couldn't be honest with their families and have possibly committed suicide either before admitting it to their loved ones or afterwards when they were ostracized by their family or someone sent a package to their house or to their job and their life was so utterly destroyed by being outed that they just couldn't live anymore. Don't you want to see a day when you can just Hang out in a restaurant. And you don't have to fucking use codes. All you have to do is worry about the children. Keep your voice down. Don't be too graphic. But one day, if we're willing to actually do the work, we might actually be able to have people, more people who can be out and be accepted for their true selves. And there are so many categories of people who fall into being a kickster, men, women, transgender, non-binary, gay, what it, lesbian, everything. So many categories of people who have to hide. And then on top of that, they have to hide that they're a kinkster too. Shouldn't we try to fight towards a day where none of that exists anymore? And even if you might never achieve it, shouldn't you try because it matters to you? Stand up against pedophilia. 
don't just say you do. Show it. If you see something, report it. And don't just report it to FetLife. If you see a pedophile and you really are convinced that this person is, send it to the FBI anonymously. If you see someone who is openly talking about wanting to have sex with a dog, I really don't like PETA. Send it to them, though. Send it to someone. Say The whole see something, say something that they started after 9-11, same thing applies. Don't be silent. Do something about it. If it matters to you, you do something about it. You don't sit there and play political games. You don't say silent because you're afraid people aren't going to like you. If you care about something and you say it's important, you show it and you get off your ass and you do something about it. Even if it's something small, you try. Knowing that you might fail, you still try. And that's all I got to say about that. Bottom line is social responsibility. Yes. Very much so. Thank you guys for being on the show tonight. And this is important stuff that we've talked about. It's been an honor, sir. Thank you for letting us talk about it. You have been listening to episode 391 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. Views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our kinky crew, I'm Max. 